throughout my life, I've always known I was losing tracks of inquiry that I wanted to pursue because I was too busy in the moment of having the initial thought to retain it. Well, blah, 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 conversation constantly every day into this uh, Samsung Galaxy S4 through my Princess Leia headphones because I just could not tolerate the new headset. I will be working on that. But having... Oh, crap, I was going to turn this on. No, but having made these recordings day after day after day after day, essentially for the first time in my life, having what is the equivalent of a diary, I have found that I'm keeping track of a lot more of those quirky thoughts. This thing about the week could easily have been a distraction that I never pursued, but now it really does have me intrigued. Again, I'm fascinated by, fascinated by the levers of power and the systems they created that enable the paradigm we live in today and how that paradigm, both subconsciously and consciously, turns us into things that we aren't. That's kind of my, my thing, right? And, uh, and... Well, hello, universe. I, uh... I double-checked that I'm doing it in the high recording uh, level, and I'm glad I did, because otherwise this would be, regrettably, something I would not be able to use. So good for me for finally doing that trick before I realized I'd made the mistake. That makes me feel good. Uh, hang on, I got to pause. Oh, it's 11.59, of course, on the uh, 8th of March. It is now midnight on the 9th of March. Cutting it close, like always. Pause. Unpause to get the chocolate mail. Unpause to see how bad that ambient noise is on the computer that I am rendering all these silly slideshows to put on YouTube so I can, I'm sure, have my channel banned, but whatever. Pause. Unpause. Okay. That's, uh, oop, pause. Unpause. And... How long do I think it will take for my computer to shut down so we don't have all that annoying noise? I'm going to say four seconds. Three, two, one, off. I was close. The screen went off when I said off. But it takes another five seconds for the NSA to get their little bit of data as to what I just transformed from audio file to slideshow that has the least revealing photos of... My current situation, no, that's not true. Well, they're not the most revealing. Most of them are dogs. But I do want to put this in the most available formats, which includes the tube of you. Just you, not me. YouTube. And uh, uh, that makes sure that I can get it in front of both the Google algorithm um, censorship filters, the NSA listening in on me filters, the... Oh, oh, Walmart, Amazon, MI6, China, who, oh, Belize, I'm sure, yeah, those Belizean special forces probably listening in on my silliness. So, all of you, I just want to make it as easy as possible. I don't know, you know, I don't want you to have to come through my computer at night when you're pretending to do some Windows download and then grab every file on my computer that says video file. No, 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 I'm just going to make them available to you. So... Uh, here we are, episode 30, 30, whoo, episode 53 of It's All My Fault, volume 2, or album 2, depending on how you want to look at it, but volume 2 is probably more accurate, which is titled, See What Happened Was, no, it's See What Happened Was, C, period, the letter, S, E, E, is incorrect, you want the letter C, as in cat, but no at, just see dot what 
is a capital W, but it could be small. That's up to you. Then you put a U and a T. What? Period. Then you need the word a happened. A. H-A-P-N-D. You do not need to buy a vowel. You already have two A's. What a happened was, period, W-U-Z. See, what a happened was, <sighs> hi, Laura. I'm ending my second volume of recordings. To do so correctly, I felt obligated to go listen to all 52 before signing on to give you the final cleanup and reflective thoughts slash Oh, why didn't I do that better? Why didn't I do that less? Why didn't I do that more? Why didn't I do that at all? Kind of moment of sewing things up. And I gotta say, I'll quit tapping on my razor, but I gotta say, I am extremely okay, pretty much happy, and somewhere between, wow, that's good, and uh, yeah, yeah, you're on the right track. Those are all feelings I had. I also had the feeling of, oh, you sound like you are so self-important. You need to stop. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, put your put yourself through. Oh, I wonder how many total hours it is. I don't even know. But let's assume that it's 30-ish hours of recording of yourself babbling on about whatever your subconscious and conscious mind decide to spew out of your face and uh, how much of that you regret after doing it with no filter whatsoever and no editing and no uh no sounding board on which to say am i nuts does this sound crazy yeah so i am extremely happy with the balance of nuttiness um sanity um curiosity connection humanity comedy um, revelation, um, confession, uh, admission of, um, things I, I am, I suppose, proud of myself for having been willing to speak at that level. Yes, I am proud that I have fulfilled what would be a year ago, as I was first thinking this needed to happen, I I am much further developed in both concept and delivery than I would have ever imagined this time last year, when I was first whiteboarding how this might go. But then it all involved Lily and... I do see now that the project was being hampered by my estimation that that was part of it. But paying her the due respect she deserves as the human she is will be sufficient. She's not necessarily part of at least this first part where I have to just confess, confess, confess. So, unfortunately, this is going to be a long one. And it's going to be a long one for two reasons. One, I have a lot of crap written down here on two pieces of paper. Um, yeah. Boy, I, I tell you what, I have definitely lost my good note-taking or note uh, organizations because this is crazy. But I'll get through it. 
So I've got a lot because I do not want to leave this chunk unfinished without saying everything that I want to say because I am now as um, exposed as I can be to everybody in the universe, like I said, that can get to the planet Earth dub 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 locations and download material or just listen on whatever player happens to be your browser's choice. Hopefully something you chose. But regardless, I also wanted to get somewhere far enough along in the process that I could turn over the whole body of work to some people to listen to, specifically my father. Because my mother has somewhat been listening to these, although I do believe she gave up on me like I told her to. Good for you, Mom. But then I said, Mom, I've got 106 of these now, so I need somebody to listen to all of them. And frankly, it has to be you, because I don't have anybody else to ask. And you're my mom, so, you know, you birthed me. This is your obligation for doing that much. I'm asking this one thing, and I promise I do not want to ask you ever again to do anything like it. But somebody needs to at least comb through this part of me just talking to myself to say, hey, yourself got out of control, and I believe you are overexposed and made this situation too vulnerable for this reason for this person for whatever and uh, i will respect that and uh and revisit the content of question mark and do the appropriate editing i don't expect her to run into any of that but i do not uh offer her carte blanche without the thought that i could be wrong that cooler heads smarter heads more level heads more thinking about things that I forget to think about heads might be necessary here. And since I still have gotten no feedback whatsoever, other than from my mother, I, um, I feel an obligation to filter what, um, what inappropriate, uh, steps may be hidden in my revelations. Well, this is my one chance to see if, in fact, my instincts and intuition here are right. And all of this content is as benign and filled with hope as I want it to be. Of course I want it to be benign and filled with hope. I want my whole life to be benign and filled with hope, but you don't get what you want. Especially, you don't get to overlook your work angst when you go back and listen to all of these. Oh, at some point I gave up tracking it. But I know I had it at, uh-oh, oh, I had it at the most boring part. <laughs> nope, that's not true. Work Angst had five marks in its corner for, oh, I hate work. And I had two marks of saying, um, I love work. And somewhere in there, there was more work talk, but I quit tracking it. So I'd say a five to two ratio was probably accurate for the recordings, I would say a 50 to 4 ratio was probably accurate for life. I still don't regret that. Um, and I have come to the realization now that I was delaying getting my work situation settled until I could get through all of this. So don't think that tomorrow is not... <laughs> yes, I do know how to type. Thank you for showing me where the application link is. 
Um, yeah. Gotta have work. Gotta have work. Gotta have work. Keeps me sane. Gotta have work. Gonna go get a job tomorrow. In fact, volume three of It's All My Fault is going to be coincidentally, and I think karmically, perfectly. Oh my God. Because I never would have thought of this. Until today I thought of it, actually. Of course, volume three has to be called uh, Get a Job. Yep, I agree. And what I want to do in volume three is I've spent enough time explaining who I am for the most part. Of course, that's going to be a year-long threat, so I'm not done. But what I need to focus on, because I've been so indulgent for the last seven and a half to ten days regarding finishing this in a way that I wanted to. So good for me for A, finishing something I never would have thought I could finish just two months ago. And B, for doing it in a way that I feel right in my commitment and effort to get it done. I like what I've done to this point, and I think I will like how I'm finishing it. So, having taken the time to get it right this time, and I'm not saying that I won't be in a year look back on this and see the 75 things I should have done better. I can only do as good as I can do in the moment. And in the moment, I have given it enough... Um, Serious contemplation and reparation. Reparation. I referred it to my principal. You used to get referrals. And that was a dirty word in elementary school. <gasps> he got a referral? Oh, why did he take it so far? He never should have used it. Oh, he said the F word. Well, then he wanted a referral. You can't say the F word to Mr. Smith. Um, so... If I'm going to finish this up and move on to what will thematically be a completely different set of criteria, getting my shit life together, um, well then I had to get all my whimsy and fantasy out now, or at least this seemed like the appropriate place to finish some of those tie loose ends, tie those loose ends. We could loose tie those other ends, but that's kind of all I've done. So some of these things I need to knock out and say, we're done with it. Um, like, uh, okay, I can only, uh, wait, that's not even the right panel. I'll get back to that. Okay. So work angst five to two, whatever the, okay, Samsung. Look, I do think that you're one of those corporations that's probably doing some of the dirtiest, darndest stuff, but your earbuds, I have to admit, after listening back to some of the old recordings, were the best uh, I've had. And I didn't appreciate them because I thought they were just the kind of earbuds that all earbuds are. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just give you a plus 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 because those Samsung Galaxy, they weren't Galaxy 4 earbuds though. They were J7 earbuds, if I remember right. And I probably do. Um, but whatever, Samsung, thank you. You so far have made my recordings sound the best for as terrible as I am at audio engineering. So your equipment, oh, I miss it. But I don't miss it so much that I'm going to go get one. I just wanted to pay respect where I have been a little um, severe. I'm going to get back to... Uh, all right, no, I'm not going to get back to this. Okay. <laughs> I have, in one episode specifically, but peppered through three or four of them are... Um, I speak of a cataclysmic dream that I have and, uh, and I have not had this dream. As a matter of fact, I have stopped dreaming 
I haven't had dreams since the day I left work. Not one. Well, maybe one. I don't know, but I've been noticeably dark on my subconscious dreaming side since then. Um, uh, well, not really since I left work. It was more like the week after. I don't know. But, and, I, and I've, had, I've had the cataclysm dream about every, I want to say, six to eight weeks when it is not active. And when it's active, I can have it twice. I don't think I've ever had it three times in a night, but I know more than once. Two times specifically, so probably more than that. But two times specifically, I've had this dream twice in the same night. And I know that sounds ridiculous that I'd be able to recall that, but I woke. this dream wakes me up. In fact, I would say if I'm having this dream without lucid dreaming it, I don't even want to think about that. Because every time I'm in this dream, <clears throat> I try everything I can to get out of it. I do everything I can. But sometimes when you lucid dream at least for me, even though you know you're dreaming, you can't do much to change what's going on. Like you can't um, pick up the, uh, the, the kettle that's over the fire and spill it all over the place. Even though you want to do that, you can't move to the fire. Every time you try to concentrate on that, you keep walking further forward or whatever. You know, like, you know you're dreaming, but the laws of physics in this dream can't be forced. So all your intention can be to make something different happen in the dream. And all it does is frustrate you that you are trapped in, you know, this sort of gooey circumstance of intention without, without purpose. You can't affect reality in that space. And, uh, and I've only panicked in the dream a couple times trying to like shake it up because it's always the same dream. It's always me walking with a cast of characters I've never met before. They just look hopeless. I'm hopeless. I, I'm, I've, there is a dog, uh, like a long-haired shepherdy dog that's not my dog, that's walking with us. And it's always the dog on the right and everybody else on the left. And there's always a camp or some like area where somebody is cooking something and, a, and like a, a sheltery kind of uh, temporary structure to the far ahead right not far ahead like too distant to see them clearly they're 30 yards ahead to the right and we're coming up this opening this clearing that's like an old road and uh and the air it, every time the dream gets my attention it's because the air just has this heaviness that is nothing like i've ever felt and i've been around the fires in oregon and colorado and i've had fire density air at least as sort of a, a an environmental effect to deal with um and I, I don't know if i got so close to a fire that it would seem like that's what i was experiencing but i've never experienced anything like it it's like you're breathing in um i i don't know it's the atmosphere is just wrong you can, it's not like you're having trouble breathing. It's that the air has has a density to it that's wrong. And, and it's not fog, although it's hazy, especially in the sky. Because when you look up, it's entirely opaquely gray. And there is a red glowing disc that is the size of the sun, but it sure doesn't look anything like the sun's ever looked. And it almost feels like it's nighttime. It seems like it's nighttime. 
but it's too light to be night, but it's not the right light for day. And so I've never gotten further than to the camp where the, the group that is there in the group, I say, it's more like, usually it's a small, I always think we're going to walk up on like 25 people. Cause there's maybe six of us or five of us counting me. Um, but we end up walking up on like a family or a small group or somebody who's hiding some other people. Um, and not really hiding them, but they're afraid of us for no reason. Cause we're not a threat, but they're clearly spooked. And then when they tell us that there's, there's no, there's nowhere to go, that there's nothing up the road, that nobody's anywhere. They don't know what's going on. They have no answers that it can't help us in any way. It's over. And I don't like having that dream in the context that I have it to recall it so vividly every time that I wake up that I have it so vividly that I know I'm having it in the dream and I want to wake myself out of it because I don't like it. It's not like the wispy fields of wind dream that I just hope go on forever. Nope. As soon as I breathe that air, taste that air, feel the density of the air, just move my arm in some situation and realize <gasps> I'm in that environment. I want out and I've never been able to pull myself out of this dream. I think I've shortened the dream in the dream, but I've never been able to influence it to stop it. So why do I, I feel like that is the last time I'm going to talk about that. Unless for some reason I have the sort of insight or clarity to prove that it means anything other than it's a spooky dream to be having. But for now, it's the one reason that I'm glad when my dreams go away because at least I won't have that dream. But something tells me that the, now that this is done, I'm going to go find a job. Um, bet I dream my face off tonight. Won't surprise me at all. Okay, so that's enough of that. All right, I talk about, um, oh, definitely too much humble bragging in various points. I can hear it. I don't want it. I do not mean to ever, ever, ever um, brag about my pool game, my dark game, any of the above. I don't want to brag about anything. I am not a bragger. And when I hear myself brag, I say, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You are. Okay, I might be. So I am working to minimize my... Um, I will call them humble brags to be generous, but there are times when I flat out sound too full of myself, and I did not like that. There are also times when I sound like I'm the only one, or somehow I have some sense of divinity that I have overachieved, and you haven't? No, 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 no. No, I know there are divine people everywhere I look. You, you, I'm overwhelmed by how many divine souls are in this universe, working their magic. No, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. I, I was anything but the divine version of myself for 50 years. Well, for 40. So when I am claiming to have understood how to become divine personally, well, hmm, it does involve not trying to burp in your face. Um, it mostly involves 
again, just aligning what I'm doing, how I act, the way I treat other people, the way I treat the universe, what I expect from the universe to respond with, and then how I act in accordance to all of that stimuli in every single moment I'm experiencing. I truly believe that's all divinity is, that you do all of that in an attempt to be better and more true to yourself as you go through this. What if, what if all of this, okay, think about this. The linear nature of time is a necessity for you to experience having done something, but having another opportunity to do it again in reflection to the point in time that you remember doing it the first time. You can't experience that in a continuum of timelessness. There is no experiencing that. You can't move from one thing to another and experience progress to become divine unless you have a data point in time and space to, to exactly refer back to against this data point in time and space when you acted differently, more nobly, and more true to who you are. And that is the vibrational hum of divinity. Becoming a better person. Because you have a linear track of time in which to refer back and say, that's when I was this way, this is how I am now, that makes me divine. I am a better person today, and I am going to be a better person in a year. <laughs> sure. I like it. Could be, right? Why not? Why not? Why not choose to come down here and have to experience the constant unknown what's next with all the known what you've done if it's not so that the next thing can always be better than what you remember having already done seems to me like that might be the whole point okay another whole point that needs to get out of the recordings are the occasional toilet flushing slash what am i doing no more of that i can't say no more bong hits but i will say i do not want to be Smoking weed on the podcast. Podcast. Look at that. Um, in that way, I do not want to alienate people. And it's not necessary. So I still will be smoking weed every day. And until I tell you differently, I just will not be smoking it and blowing it in your face like I have been. And on that note, I think I'll take a bar and have a pause moment here. Just to keep you clued in. Oh, I wonder if you can hear this. My microphone is down on... Well, uh, Sour Diesel Express, uh, a little bit of the wax to go with uh, some AK-47. Uh, what is that? Sugar? Well, that's what we're up to, and when I'm done, I'll be back. Pause. All right, the Sour Diesel Express was, um, well, disappointing, so let's hope we're better here at AK-47. One pause and pause. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pause. Okay, I'm pause. Uh... Little chocolate milk didn't hurt, so we should be in really good shape. And I anticipate no uh, breakdown of any kind, but you never know. These things get emotional when I least expect it. But for anybody worried about my propensity to mental squishiness, well, uh, for most of my life, it's not that I was always feeling um, I had the tears of... Um, of Emotion waiting to blow down my uh, face. Wow, that might be my least favorite description of crying ever. Thank you for walking into that snarly mess. But 
I didn't used to um, embrace them. So, uh, and I fought all my emotions other than what enjoyment, um, uh, curiosity, is that an emotion? No, I don't think it is, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I had much, uh, of a time, boy, I had to combat my terrible, um, methods of dealing with jealousy specifically anger somewhat um regret sorrow um despair um disgust Superiority? Is that an emotion? What's the emotion of thinking that this is beneath you? What's that one? Dismissive? Anyway, they all ran amok at times that were inappropriate, just like I'm sure happens for everyone. This isn't some tale of, oh, woe is me and only me, oh. No, no, we all, we all have that emotional water balloon sitting on top of a on top of a rose bush for what reason hopefully just to water the rose bush but sometimes it gets splashed around with things we don't mean for it to break and all of a sudden we're having an emotional reaction to something and we're going oh why am i acting so emotionally or at least that's how it goes for me and um and when I started realizing that every time I tried to deny those emotional reactions, I just ended up making things worse. Well, I had to learn to embrace them. And I especially had to learn to embrace my emotions in a healthy way long before I was having the kind of breakdown or reaction that was too much. And that stabilization was something I never thought I needed. I just thought I needed to be less emotional. But no, turns out I was wrong. And uh, I'm glad that I worked my way into some emotional um, peace with myself that allows me to experience all my emotions in what I consider to be the capacity in which they are beneficial, always. My emotional side is where I think my, where maybe my soul wisdom lives. Why do you think we have emotions? What, what, what do emotions give us? Why is jealousy something we have? Because we want to so badly for this one person to never ever think there's another person in the world that could possibly be emotionally uh, connective. Well, once I came to the realization that I was the single biggest hypocrite in the world for the jealousy I would harbor for all transgressions imagined and fantastical that I could derive, well, it went away. I do not believe I should be married to somebody unless they want to be occasionally told, I fell for this other person, sorry about that, that's been my life, so why would I want to think I could do better 
when that has been my pattern to a T. I can't. Nor do I want to put somebody through the trauma of wandering off. So, four-month relationships feel pretty darn perfect to me. And there are plenty of those to be had because I think a lot of other people feel the same way. So that's where I've found my sweet spot, and I like it. I know that about myself now. So does it make me emotional to go through the sort of, this probably won't last till Christmas experience? No. Hell no. In fact, what it gives me is enough grounding to say, this is where I know I offer somebody something that will be a graceful exit for both of us. We will both be better for short-term bursts of uh, lifting both boats and then allowing ourselves to move along while we still have the buoyancy we've created. Again, these are the things that work for me. They don't work for everybody else. I know that. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely alone in the composition, the quilt that I've woven. I know that. But feeling comfortable with who I am and what I like and what works for me and what I know will give other people that I have experiences with a terrific uh, um, interaction with me is what I finally figured out. Yay, me! Except for, I don't know about this recording stuff. I have no feedback here. I'm sure this is the kind of experience that makes training for a marathon seem way more preferable. But if you do decide to run a marathon... Well, that'll be 26.2 miles. Those are numbers that I am confident I have. When I told you that that Bronco game, the Broncos killed the Patriots, I remember it that way, but the score was 9-6 when I looked it up because I wondered how big a slaughter it was. Well, slaughter it was not. In fact, the Broncos winning field goal happened in the fourth quarter. So the game was tighter than I would ever give myself credit for having remembered. I suppose from that point forward, when the Broncos were successful, they were the most successful in my life. So when I think of my best Bronco memories, not my John Elway versus the Washington Redskins memories, well, they're full of Super Bowl wins, blowouts of the Falcons, helicopter end zone efforts against Packers. And I throw it all the way back to that 1991 game in October where me and, and Carolina Cool decided to go and see those Broncos win a game so she could get Shannon Sharp's damn gloves. Yes, 9-6. to six. Okay. That, my friends, is an example of confabulation. That is not what the Mandela effect is. I also uh, have been meaning to come correct on this one. Yes, that day that I shot 69 at Welker Golf Course. And my roommate Patrick did the same. With his dad watching, it was a pretty cool day. But there is one thing about that day that sucked. You may have noticed it if you're a golfer. But Patrick got to knock in a 20-footer on 18 to get his 69. I got to two-putt from four feet. Which, yes, that means that I choked a four-footer for the best round of my life, a 68. I missed it, but I did make the little one-and-a-half-footer coming back 
for 69 which Patrick's dad was kind enough to give to me. And I said, nope, I'm going to earn a 69 since I missed a 68. Yeah, I had forgotten to uh, include that in the overall story, but hey, see what happened was, I did shoot 69. I am the fourth grade spelling bee champion, W-R-O-D-E. Uh, I am uh, swearing, 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 swearing. I can't erase swearing from my vocabulary, but I can tone it down. And I, ha I think I have. I want to say I'm not the worst, but I'm worse than I want to be. So I will work on being less vulgar. And this is one where I really, uh, I hate to even nod to the conformity that it is to agree that the language bullshit has no place in our lexicon. Then why do we have the word? So that we can have words that if you use them, we can feel bad about you because you use that word? Well... <laughs> I'm going to play this game a little bit, but I'm not going to play it in a way that I like playing it. I am just conscientious enough of what rubs people the wrong way for reasons that they won't even consider if they're thinking clearly on. Well, I'm not going to push envelopes where I can just be a kind person and be less abrasive, and that's one place I think I need to work on it. Um, I also hear myself taking some cheap shots I don't expect to come out of my mouth. I do not mean to call my frosh hall all those who were still awaiting their initial sexual encounter. Calling my frosh hall virgins was a cheap shot. Even if it's true, it doesn't matter. It's a cheap shot. I don't like to be cheap. That felt cheap. So, in a way, I think there was too much of me still trying to be cool. And it is hard to put all this stuff out and listen to it all and reflect upon it all and then talk more and have something even worth listening to myself. But that's the only voice I hear that I know is an act because I'm not cool. I'm not cooler than anybody. I'm the least cool mofo in town. So when I work on the next volume... Hopefully, if those little leaks start to show themselves, I will correct in real time. But there's a little too much of me trying to sound like I'm a cool dude. And I really don't think that. I think that's all just armor against being told how silly and worthless this whole thing is. That's fine. It won't be to me. But if I don't remember that, instead of trying to be prepared for a reaction that is only worthy of Matthew McConaughey or my buddy Tim from way back in the freeze-out days. Well, I'm not those guys. I don't have that kind of suave way of the world. Nope. I'm more stumble-bumble and just doing my best. So quit acting like you're... Yeah. All right, let's... Let's go to the worst of you. Let's go by the worst of you. Let's go to... Um, I think that's in reference to trying to act cool. That is that is showing the worst of me still. Because I, in some way, hope always to be thought of as a righteous dude. And when I feel like I'm exposing myself in some directly evident 
evidentiary, evidence-supported manner that will make you think, you know what, that's the straw that broke this camel lioness's back, buddy. You and those camel lionesses can go sit in a cave and breathe heavy air and shut up. You're dumb. Okay, I can live with it, because I am. That stuff's dumb. I get it. <laughs> it is dumb. So, do I care if I'm not being appreciated? I gotta work on that. That's one thing that this whole last volume taught me. I still feel like I'm not being recognized for the talents that I had by the universe. They've been overlooked. Come on. Don't you see me over here? I learned to break dance, for goodness sake. Have you seen my moonwalk? Well... Maybe that's why you quit looking, because you saw my moonwalk. Okay, I do not need to be appreciated. I appreciate myself, and I really do mean it. That is something that is enough. I do not need recognition. I do not need placards. I do not need ribbons that are any color but yellow. Was yellow the worst one, or was it white? White was, wait, it was red? No, it was blue, red. Uh, I want to say white was third, yellow was fourth, green was fifth. Maybe. Somebody, uh, I'm sure, has a better memory of that. But I'm not saying I didn't get all those color ribbons. I got my one or two blues to go with my one or two greens and everything in between. But, you know, field day. There's another one. Oh, you only long jumped four and a half feet, huh? Well, maybe better luck next year. Oh, does that make me worse than everybody else? No. Nobody cares. But for today, yes, you are worse than everybody else. Look at all those white ribbons. Look at that guy. Look at James. It's all blue. Oh, he has one red. Yeah, the three-legged race he ran with you, you douche. <laughs> all right. Enough fantasy commentary on the Steck Elementary field day exercises, in which I'm sure if James was ever to bow down and say, all right, John, sure, I'll run the three-legged race with you, we'd have won it. Because that's how good an athlete that guy was. I swear to God. All right. <clears throat> I also hear, and I'm, I'm just here to admit it, I, I do not think of myself as a racist at all, at all, but I am, 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 because I grow up in a paradigm in which race is a structure in which everything that the paradigm has to offer has integrated at some level. So, yes, I am the victim of a race-based paradigm. That makes me racially biased in my subconscious and unconscious mind. I hate it. So, I'm glad that these recordings occasionally include me finding those little chinks in the armor of I don't believe I see color, because I can't help it. It is ingrained. It is, uh, yeah. it is the only thing that makes me want to just zap right out of this reality and find one that doesn't have it. It, it is... The one vibration that I will never find, I can do anything but hum until we are rid of it. So, when I see it myself, it hurts more than when I see in myself the same sexist stuff. Again, I am not here to diminish or in the trained mental thought process reactions limit someone else's experience as a sexual creature 
or as a gender other than my own. I have no bias nor diminishing thoughts in my conscious mind toward any woman or sexual alternative to the traditional male-female gender roles that exist for the most part. I really don't have a problem with any sexual orientation you want to claim as yours. I claim the one that has never been anything but right there, true and stark for me. This is the only place in life I feel like I kind of got lucky that I don't have any uncertainty to figure out. I lined up right with what the world paradigm gave me. Is that because the world paradigm has me so tricked that I can't see my own bisexuality? I don't know, maybe. But, like I said, I chased that down to see if maybe I was gay. When you throw up on the guy, you're not. Um, so, when I hear myself being sexist, it's there. It's in too many places for me not to address it. Well, that sort of dismissive attitude is something I do not want to in my environment find myself contributing to it it makes me it makes me self-check that I really have work to do like do I want sequentialized to be my favorite word used in that volume two or do I want to sequentialize it out of my life sequentialize uh, I do feel like um, I was accelerating in um, my presentation to get to especially episode 24 where I talk about college and 25 where I talk about the constitution state those are hard for me to listen to because obviously they're the gold medal war story of my own actions and the gold medal war story of the only thing out there that really has fundamentally made me lose some hope in humanity both stories make me lose hope in humanity and i'm fortunate to have a 30 plus year record of redemption to move past the loss of hope in humanity that story one gave me but it will always gnaw at me as the the ultimate flag post in history on which I always strive to do better. And I think we all have some places where, if nothing else, you can do something about the way you are having uh, your work life work out or that relationship with your stepbrother that you know you could just be a little bit more giving even though that means you'll be more giving than he ever will what do you lose if you are in a situation where you know going forward you have to give 60 to 40 the rest of the way are you not somewhere in life getting 60 percent while giving 40 that you're completely ignorant about are you not rolling down the window to a police officer who shouldn't just give you a DUI, but should entirely write you up for felony 
reckless endangerment of society? I mean, we all want to tell our story in a way that the things that went our way were just, hey, it's not like I meant to do it or hurt it or go so out of whack or you should have seen what my morning was like. You'd understand why my afternoon was like that. We're always justifying what we did because we were there and we know in the long run that whatever we feel guilty about is enough because we do feel guilty and for the most part you're right but you don't get to let the big ones go by with the same reckless dismissal there have to be lessons learned for you to gain some progress toward divinity or you just are sitting there excusing your behavior one more time just in a different way and that took me 40 years to reconcile between the reality that I thought I was creating and the one I kept experiencing. So if you feel like things are less optimal than they should be, again, where are you the least yourself in whatever environment you're currently experiencing and work that one first. Take the easy, low-hanging fruit that you know you can manage. Have you not gone in and asked for the pay raise that after 2.25 years, you at least need to have the backbone to say I'm worth it? They may turn you down. So what? You know that asking for it is the move that you're too chicken shit to do. Then get that done. That's an easy one. Or whatever. I'm just making stuff up. But I... I'm going to finish this with everything that I have to go get done that is keeping me from, from being so indulgent going forward. And I have a real life that I have admittedly sidetracked too much while I'm finishing this up. The only way finishing this up matters to me is to do it right and then move on and get the things I need to get done in my life done very next steps. So when you see that happen, and then I feel good about all those things coordinating in a way that all of that got the maximum value out of the maximum time, out of the maximum uh, cost against minimized. Well, then that moves me forward in a frame of mind to kick ass on the next step too. And I, I don't know why my life was always so disorganized in these regards. I don't know why I couldn't just grab onto that which was working and do more of it while minimizing that which wasn't, but I couldn't. And I'll spend this year showing that I have finally learned that lesson and know how to make things just simplify and work out because of it. Um, okay, I, well, I, I've never been on government assistance. I, I took student loans out, so I've never, I can't say I've never had uh, the favor of government um, support. Student loans in my time were, that <laughs> was the last generation that had at least a good enough deal that the return investment was a, a at least I, I don't know many students who didn't get their money back or more in the investment that they made in their college education but 10 years after me and therefore I'm I weep for our society saddling up student debt in a system that forces them to incur it and never yeah I I feel for that element of Generation Z and Generation Millennials, 
more than anything. That and the outrageous spike in real estate, to me, look like the most unfair thing that happened to them. But unfair things happen to each generation. Theirs might be the worst. But they, you know, they have Instagram. Huh. It's not a fair trade. All right. <clears throat> no more last names. That's been problematic. Right, Carolina Cool? Yes, indeed. So I will do everything I can never to say another last name. And I think if I say one, I'm just going to go edit it out. I do know how to now take out a little bit of my recording. I can just erase one little piece and get out of there. But that just means if you ever hear a gap where you're like, oh, what was that? Well, it was someone's last name. <laughs> Simple as that. But the ones I've said, I'm living with. In fact, I believe that one of the things that finishing this up has let me ponder. I would love to have a conversation with a couple of the people that I mentioned. And I just haven't talked to these people in 30 years. So would I randomly send a link to some of this stuff to say one Mr. Old Tom Jung? I might. I might just do that. But I also might not. Oh, <laughs> uh, It would be funny to see what all this meant to somebody from my way past. And just like I'm back to the original joke I had left and dangling. All right. How much humility can the universe serve me up in this humble pie of, I kept saying that I hadn't meant to call Einstein on team non-locality. And I'm 95% sure, although I haven't gone back to listen to it, but I did notice it during the re-listen that I actually put him on team quantum entanglement. And I put Bohr on team non-locality. So he's been on team quantum entanglement, which is still the same team. But what do you do if in a pursuit of, of correcting mistakes, of achieving accuracy, and of delivering information that is reliable, confirmable, experiment will continue to give the same results because this is what we keep seeing and then you can't get your correction right okay i'm rethinking my entire existence over that but i'm still here i'm puffed out of reality but that is the kind of thing that once you come to see it might say haha jokes on you and that's the end of your life but it didn't happen so that moment of uh, deflation I suppose it's just one of many that I put in a drawer and say, okay, that's just showing me how much room there is to do better. Um, and that's another thing. I feel like I keep hearing that I'm better than you in some of these recordings as well. That needs to go. The sniffles need to go. The cord mic bopping into whatever needs to go. Eating and drinking, those need to go. The technical errors in my recording or re uh construction of whatever I've done here needs to go. The humble brags and the outright brags need to go. Um, last names need to go. Okay. I tell Bill Cosby that he's off my list till he can come correct. Well, I don't tell him how to come correct, nor do I tell anybody else. But to me, what would make Bill Cosby come correct is an apology. How hard is that? Seems like there's enough uh, transgression awaiting that apology. It's not one instance. I do not for a second think those women are lying. And let me say this. The Me Too movement, it's about time. 
And I don't say it's about time that women got their shit together and raised their voice in a way it was heard. It's about time they were listened to. I have, I have, you know where, where some of my worst stories are? They're from my girlfriends telling me the abuse they suffered in other circumstances with other men. I have only stories of men. And I'm telling you, they're my worst, they're some of, one of them is top five worst stories I know. So I've always known that the women aren't lying. Who, who puts themselves through that? Because they're needy? No. You know what needy people do? They do what I do. They make up stories about how great they are, not about getting raped. Can it happen? Yes. Okay, it can happen. But you are... You are long overdue to have that voice recognized as legitimate, and I can only say, if anything proves that this isn't a simulation, I would never have ever expected my reality to shift after seeing the headbanging, delusional reaction that was the mainstay until it wasn't. That flipped overnight. Thank God. If there is a God... Maybe that's what divine intervention looks like because that nonsense finally stopped. And if for a second, I think that those who had comeuppance coming have all been given their comeuppance. Fuck no, absolutely not. Not a chance. If anything, I know this even for myself. There are ways that we are trained to abuse women and they take all the abuse and then when it goes too far we tell them your fault well finally that's not the way and bravo that's the one standing ovation i will give reality for making it better okay i get into the whole work week um seven day week like where'd that come from well it came from the whole trying to figure out if I could actually live in a world where I take four days off, then work three days, then take four days off, then work three days, then take four days off, then work three days. Honestly, that if I could find it would be a pattern I'd love to be in, but I don't know if that's available, but that may be one thing that I sort of curiously am weighing my job prospects on when I go find a job tomorrow, but weighing my job prospects on how soon can I start will be numbers one through 13 of my list of five things to decide on what I'm doing to get work. So I don't know that I'll have the luxury to be thinking four days on, three days off, but you got to have some sort of standards that you're trying to strive to reach or else what are you doing? Yes, I'm trying to get more free time. Is that a bad standard? No, not for me. Maybe for you. Maybe you want to workaholic your life away, but I do not. So that's what I go look for now. Yes, I go look for things that in this job, I understand, number one, I do not want, I, I want a job where I don't talk to anyone, and I just shut my mouth, and I put a stamp on this envelope, and then I move it to there, and then I put a stamp on this envelope, then I move it to there. That's what I want. I want plug in, or what, unplug? I do not want to think of this job as anything other than what is going to um, buy dog food, and it has to happen this week. So... I must be very 
um, understanding of what that will entail. That will entail me um, finding whatever will take me, being very grateful that that opportunity is there to be had, and then working my ass off until a better opportunity that I can go after and realize with uh, some sense of uh, direction is the next phase. But that doesn't matter. In this current situation, did I just drop the phone? Yes, but did I just stop the recording? No, but we are at 59 minutes and 22 seconds, so it's time for me to kick ass and get through it. Lightning round, here we come. Um, so yeah, as I said, volume three, uh, get a job. I don't know if it'll be called get a job. There might be a better three word phrase or something small that's even more ironically funny, but get a job will work just fine. Okay, what about my last feelings? This is where I'm going to never speak about lo losing. I didn't lose my job. And it's, in fact, not only was I offered it again, but then I was emailed a uh, fill this back out because we want you to work like all the original documentation to start the job back up. So why don't I just go back there and say, sorry, can I work again? It was so close. It was. It would be immediate uh, recuperation of my finances and it would be a mistake toxic environment proven so two months isn't enough time for me to decide that I know that I could not felt worse I did everything I could to fit in not in a way that I was going to suck up and become something that I'm not so um, I will suck up and become something that I'm not in the next situation because I don't have a choice and I don't know why that vibrational hum kicked me out of there but I think it kicked me out of there so that I'd finish this thing because as soon as I knew how I was going to do this and had my notes card written what did I do well I immediately took a shower which means I'm not wearing those gross pants that my parents saw me in today um, I took uh, a walk with the dog went to the store got $60 worth of food so I could make it through March on what I've got left and then I started cleaning up while well, I listened to the last three episodes that I recorded 51 52 or 51 and 52 or in 50, I guess. Whatever. The drunk driving ones and the review. Plus the 52. So, my... It's like I knew I needed to get this done. And I guarantee you I'm going to be talking to the camels tonight or the next night because I think one of the things I've misread in life are who my assets are to, to be had. And something tells me my dad is an asset I have untapped. And this will be the kind of connection that will bring my father and I back into each other's orbit in a way that we are um, the buddies we should have been all life. At least that's what the Camelanuses have told me. They might be wrong, but they usually aren't. Okay, fixing misinformation. Yes, I do still feel bad about team quantum entanglement that my softball team is and all of our jerseys named Einstein. But what am I going to do? I'm going to see if, as the public digests any of this, if that's even an issue. If it's my mom and my cousin Jody who listen to this, well then, they will be fine. But if other people are out there going, Yo bro, you know, I went to this college class and I was not given credit because you... I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll fix it. And that'll be the end of it. But until then, I really do believe that that information will stand as interpreted correctly by anybody who runs into it other than in some sort of we did this to make sure it would be misinterpreted derivative is there a line when you have to fix misinformation 
all right, why do I care to find out what happened in the, the Constitution State? Well, for one, it's the scale of the charade. That is a charade gone too far for the core of humanity to just whistle their way on by. Okay, 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 but what if that lifting that veil means we lift the veil of, oh, you cannot believe what's in that bucket. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Because not everybody is as forgiving as am I. And for those of you who look for situations where you can finally uncork all that frustrated life of opportunities missed, opportunities never given, opportunities never even offered, because they just didn't care about you. They were only thinking of themselves and what they could do to maximize their little circle of influence while whatever happened to yours didn't matter. Okay. So, why do we care? Well, to me, the misinformation that exists that in any way is causing someone else's experience to be less than optimal has to be corrected. If you are giving me the sort of storybook narrative that you think will help me sleep easier because if we give you the whole truth, bro, you're not going to be able to handle it. It's really going to mess with a guy like yours head. You could lose it entirely and shoot up a school full of kids. Okay. You know, yeah, there are threats everywhere. At least they tell us there are, right? I got to the point that I thought I was the problem. I certainly would have not wanted someone to hand me a submachine gun at certain points in my life for who I might have decided to go use it on. Though, let's be honest, just like 20,000 other individuals, I believe in this country, but that may be worldwide, who decide to opt out of this whole charade with the gun they happen to have on property or at their disposal. So there is a reason I wouldn't own a firearm because, yes, I would use it. And I would either use it to kill somebody who had it coming, or that would be a bullet turned on me. I don't want a firearm. It makes reckless thinking lead to unreal, tragic outcomes. And I'm a reckless thinker, so putting a gun in my hand? No. Nope, 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 nope. Much like drunk driving, the collateral damage that guns can do are never, well, not never, but they're, they... <laughs> They are the saddest stories of all. The four-year-old who accidentally shoots his three-year-old brother to death. Oh, God, do I weep for that. But yeah, I mean, I'm not here to say the Second Amendment doesn't have value. I'm not here to grab your guns. I'm just here to tell you, don't give me one. I'm sure you agree. Okay. Look for windows. Yes. I did talk about walking past windows that were there, but I never saw. Because sometimes you're not looking to open up your reality to a bigger, uh, expansive view and um, environment. You're shutting yourself in. You're closing things down. You're making sure you don't look at that. I don't want to look at that. Did he? Is he, is he making us look at that thing that happened in what 
Is the Constitution State Massachusetts? Oh, it's Connecticut? Oh. Well, that's dumb. Yep, that is dumb, but it's on the license plate, so if you ever see a license plate, you're going to see it. <clears throat> so, what windows are you willing to open? I'm willing to open them all, but like I said, I got nothing to lose. And that's why I'm going to stop doing bong hits during these exchanges. That is something I have to lose. I have to lose the respect of people who will turn me off because of that one simple, oh, well, you're smoking weed, dude. I don't even have time for you. You're fucking stoned. You have as much to say as my neighbor's kid who spends his time lighting matches in the garage. Sure, he's smoking weed, too. Yep. So, I will, uh, I will respect that and try to be better. But I do owe you at a most basic level who I really am. So I will not push into your face things that I realize can be seen as abrasively received for reasons that are just common courtesy. Fine. I agree. So I do care. I care about everything. I care about why we have seven days in a week. I'm not saying that I even think that matters, but I do care. So... I care why this society is built for winners. Did we decide that? That that was the only way in, the only way out? Really? What would what would be the closest you could conceive of? Everybody wins. You can't conceive of that because somebody has to lose? Why? Why? Too many of us? Is that your answer? Too many twisted, fucked up of us? Is that your answer? Too many of those other people that don't deserve it? Or too many people in China that didn't think about how the fact that 1.4 billion of them is enough? Is it? I don't know. Why are there winners? Why, why, are, there, why are there losers in a society? Why aren't we all winning? That, that one keeps me up at night as much as anything. And... Um, I, I believe that we came in to be taught survival of the fittest in a way that makes us think it is a fight. It is a dog-eat-dog -dog world, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. Ha <laughs> ha. That was my senior quote. I've always been slightly disappointed in that choice because, boy, are there a lot of intelligent people who have said smart things more than Norm from Cheers. But... It is a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there, and I am eating milk or wearing milk-bone underwear because I have no desire to rise up and stake my claim as king of this hill. I don't. Yet, I also don't think that that means we can't all be winning. How I will reconcile that, I think, will be the journey of the rest of my life. I do not want to live in a system where it makes losers. I don't want anyone to lose. All right, am I delusional? Yeah, I am. I know. I don't think I'm crazy. So how can I be delusional and not be loco? Well, I am delusional because I know that I still have elements of my constructed paradigm of existence. In other words, this set that I was born into that allows me to smoke 
a silicone green and orange bong when I want cannabis? Well, there are infinite earths where that isn't even in existence because I'm too busy uh, tambourining through the purple floating mountains of rainbow bright cereal. I don't even know. This is the only existence in which I can ground myself in the reality I'm experiencing, but I am well aware that I am experiencing a reality that has been constructed for me to work within. That doesn't make it any more or less real, but it means there are ingrained delusions that I am operating under. The simplest way to explain this is theoretically a thousand years ago, nobody knew that the earth was in rotation around the sun. Someone then mathematically proved the motion of planets work this way. And that's what all these observations reveal. And 500 years later, people saw a completely different reality. That delusion had evaporated. It has since returned, but delusional or not, that's how you can, you are irresponsible not to accept that you have delusions built into your own framework. Does that make me crazy? Honestly, it makes me feel the most sane I've felt in a long time. I do sound like at one point I might be mocking God. I do not mock God, even though I did tell him I one-upped him, or her, goddess, the sweet old alligator from Egyptian lore. What was that one name? Was that, uh, man, been a while. Anyhow, no, 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 no. Look, I don't know if there's a God. I really don't. I don't really think of the concept of a creator of this universe as being um, as being proven impossible. I don't know. I believe in the force, just like I said I did back in many episodes before and episodes before that. I think we are connected to the living things, at least that exist on planet Earth. Whether or not that is a timeless connection in which we are literally continually evolving as spirits in this realm, possibly. Is it a one-off where when I am done, my mental thoughts are lost forever and into the earth I go as renewed ingredients for the next round of earth existence? Maybe that's all it is. And maybe that's enough for all of my soul to just be the regeneration of elements on earth into this form that will then re-disintegrate uh, into elements on earth that go into another form. Why can't that be the sense of what we feel as a soul? It's just the recycling of our composition from other previous compositions, be they plant, rock, or other living sentient beings. Could be, but in all of that, I have for once said, okay, I can't say this is the chaotic random occurrence of a bunch of molecules that just happen to collide. There might be more going on than that. There just might. Okay, speaking of going on, there's definitely been going on on this recording. I knew it would be a long one, I warned you. 
We are still probably at least a half hour from being done. I will keep it under two hours or I will stop it at two hours and say you had enough. I promise. But for now, I'm going to do some things that require the pause button and unpause. Okay. All right. Why am I doing this? Followed by what do I feel like my effort at work was like and what I got back that made me walk out the door. Okay, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I have felt it was um, important that a voice of ultimate um, mismanagement come forward and say, I mismanaged this. It is my fault. I haven't seen that voice. I have seen the cloud of plausible deniability. I have seen the straight up that is a lie that we never challenged. So it becomes the narrative of, wait a second, that isn't even true. I have seen broken promises in every position of leadership, role model of responsibility, and institution of authority, slash protector of the people. We don't serve and protect anymore, do we? No, we militarize and punish. We don't walk among the community, seeing how things are going. No, we spy on the community and tell them what they're doing wrong. I don't care anymore. Boy, did I used to hate the surveillance. I still hate it. It's silly, but you know what? And this isn't one of those, well, I ain't got nothing to hide, so what the hell? That is the dumbest response to all of it that you can have. If you have that response, I weep for you in your future when you go, because you're on the wrong team. You're just an idiot if you think these tools of surveillance are not lining up for you eventually. There will come your day when you will have done that thing that will no longer be a tolerated element of what we can handle, and you will then suffer. Why? Because that's what we do. That's what humans do. We eventually figure out somebody else's problem, not mine, and because it's their problem, here's how we're going to deal with it. We're going to get rid of them. Nope. I am not going anywhere. I'm going to live a fulfilling life. I'm going to do it by being kind. I'm going to be understanding, and I'm going to learn to forgive even things I think are so outrageous they cannot be forgiven. Yes, they can. And if that isn't going to bring me peace on my deathbed and contentment as I leave my body to go into whatever happens next, then I've missed exactly 52 years of work deciding who I am. That's who I am. No apologies, no regrets, nothing but forward steps. They may not always work out as anything other than stumbling on whatever I'm trying to achieve, but I will stumble happily 
knowing that I am trying to achieve things that now line up with who I am. There's a, this, is a, this is a cannot miss life proposition for me. It can't not work out. And having that confidence in doing what I'm doing means I no longer have to worry about what other people see as the value they can grab from it. There may not be another individual who can relate to the things that I've been through and have quarreled with trying to understand as our position in this existence. Fine. I will respect that I am alone in how I am working through the universe of consequence. And then I will go try harder to find connections that do connect. But I, uh, <clears throat> I think that there will come some level of response over time, may take years, may take past my lifetime, for somebody to trip into this and say, so I'm not the only one that was constantly unsure under the pressure of expectations that were not their own, but societies, to achieve goals that never felt worth achieving even when achieved with authority, to lead to what felt like a rudderless, unmoored, stormy shore waiting to crash into the rocks existence. And I don't think anybody deserves the life I went through. I think society has given us all more angst, stress, and WTF moments than we deserve. So the ones that we are doing to ourselves, those I'd like to do something about. What society is going to continue shoving at us as an unreasonable request for us to live within, well, we'll get to that when we're strong enough as a group to go take care of that. But until then, I'm cleaning my own house and showing you how I did it and thinking maybe that has value for somebody else who wants to have a cleaner house. Right? Maybe not. That doesn't make me delusional or mocking God. So that's not a panel that we need to go back to because we're finished with it. All right. What do I feel about my effort at work? Well, I deep cleaned every single thing in the department, including all the shelves, the back sinks, the back shelves, the back tables, the front tables, the floor, the back floor. I did not do the walk-in because somebody else did it. <laughs> but I did everything else because that's the only thing anybody else did. I also fixed the deck mop with my own tools. I also fixed the um, the... Uh, inlet hose for the uh, the the soap in the back. I went too far, if anything, which I I I have trouble sitting on my phone at work, and I know that's the new thing. So maybe next time I just have to learn how to sit on my phone. But no, I think I gave an A effort. I think I got an F response. So I can be delusional there. I'm sure there are plenty of people who will tell me I am. That's okay. I will tell you that I believe that was the right thing to do, that I'm going to move on to better things and that it will all look like an improved life a year from now. So I guess hold that thought 
I'll get back to you in a year or 10 months. I'm not trying to put you off. I'm just saying I want the entire process evaluated before I'm graded. I don't mind midterm grading, but it has to be consultative, consultative, has to be consultative, and it has to be with the idea that now that you're halfway through, would you think these things might help improve the project as it moves on from here? That's what midterm grades are for. Well, give me all that kind of constructive criticism you want, but please do it after you've listened to 1 through 106. Yeah, that's bullshit that I just asked that of you, I know. Because that's probably more time than you can uh, ever give in a year. But I didn't take this introductory phase lightly. I knew I had plenty of windiness to wind through before I would have said enough to say that's what I am. Do I recommend you do it? No. I recommend you go find out whatever is in your own life that feels a little off balance and you get balanced. Don't worry about this. This is nonsense. That's why it is in the category of nonsense. And yet, if you are going to criticize me or tell me that I am this, this, or that, well, if you have listened to episodes 1 through 106, I want that discussion with you today. But until then, well, I am not going to snap judge you if you give me 106 episodes to listen to and ask me to say, to do just that before I want to give you criticism. Well, okay, fair enough. I'll do it. Because some of us require a hundred plus attempts at getting it all out to feel like we've gotten enough out to say, okay, now I will be judged according to everything that I hope you to take into account when deciding what kind of a lunatic am I. I do not have anybody to help me figure that out. So if you want to tell me after 106 listens that you've got it figured out, you can at any time reach out to me and I am available. But I will not listen to one-off criticisms about snippets taken out of context or without full reference to the gamut of life they influenced. These are not data points on which to decide, now I know what you're all about. This is what I'm about. This entire swirling cyclone of nonsense is who I am. I do not give you all this to mine through so that you can find places of inconsistency to call me out on small areas of emphasis that are not part of the picture in the whole. I do not limit you in that way. You should not be limiting me in that way. Does that mean I'm expecting too much of you? Yes. Why do I overwhelm you? Because that's how much of me I had to explain before I felt you could judge me fairly. That is not fair. I agree. I should have been able to snip this all up in 10 minutes and give it to you in PowerPoint format with some sweet-ass instrumental electronica in the background, but no, I found it had to go this way. So, 
That's why not everyone should look. No one who feels like this is too much work should even think they're wrong. They are right. It is too much work. I have been angsty, spun up, and irreconcilable my whole life. So, for me to reconcile this all in 106 episodes, well, here comes that lightning round I didn't think I could get through, so let's just fire off one thought at a time till they're all gone. Why can't I help myself when I can help other people? Well, that's a good question, and I am frankly done asking it, but I can't. I know helping other people helps me, so why is that the reflexive mirror land that I live in? I don't know, but it's a good one to have. Helping other people helps me. What doesn't help me? Thinking about my problems, trying to analyze them to death, and then moving forward with all that information overload into something that was a reaction that I never should have had. Instead, just go out, stop thinking so much, help other people out. It works. It's what unknots me when I'm knotted. Um, okay, I did get another woman pregnant, and I never spoke to the seriousness of that event, um, and I think I owe that. So, um, I felt like at the time, um, we were 21 or two. And um, I really did like this woman a lot, so I would have had no problem if her decision had been, I want to keep the baby, and I want nothing to do with you. Well, that would have made me say, uh, I don't know how comfortable I am with that. I would like to be at least a figure of note in your child's life. If you think for some reason we shouldn't be working this one out together, then I will need to at least have that discussion with you. That would have been the hardest thing for her to tell me. Telling me that she wanted to have the child and get married, I was prepared for that too. I would have 100% ponied up and said, well, it was good acid. And it would have been a sweet child. But when she told me that she had opted for what, at the time of course, I could only be praying that she would, that she thought terminating the pregnancy given the circumstances of both of our lives, and the uncertainty in which both of us were living as we had no residence, we had no future, we had just both graduated college and had nothing going on. Well, of course, those are circumstances that everybody in life can fall into and find themselves with child and work th through. So yes, that shouldn't be the decision-making force that, um, that certainly I was letting it be, but that was the decision she made. Did I have agency in that experience? Yes. I told her that I was 100% comfortable with whatever decision she made and that I would support it in every capacity. And then when she told me what she wanted to do, I offered to go. She said, no, if you could just pay half, that would be great. I paid for all of it and said, I can't just pay half and not go. Do you have someone to go with you? She had somebody I knew going with her and I left it at that. She reported that everything went well and I said, if ever I can do anything else, let me know. That was the end of it. I've never been through another experience of any other kind than that one. So I felt I couldn't not address that. That's what happened. I do not have an opinion on where I stand on those issues, but I definitely believe it's a woman's right to figure that one out in the circumstance because they're the ones who are burdening themselves with the creation of that life. Men have a voice, but they do not have the right to, I think, take precedent in that situation. At least that's what it was for me personally. 
I'm sure other people have worked their way through the same circumstance in different directions and felt like they did exactly right, but I've never regretted the way I handled that day ever or that experience ever. So, on to the next one. <clears throat> I overtalk. I talk and trip over words. I talk and trip over thoughts. I, I do a lot of stumbling in what I say. I do think part of what makes listening to 106 episodes of this so challenging is how much stumbling and distraction of thought I do. So I'm going to use this next volume to really try to be more organized in how I present. There are some excellent examples of where winging it has served me right, and there are a couple examples where winging it has given me a... Ooh, I'm not even sure what I'm talking about there. So, I get it. There's plenty of room to improve. I see it as an opportunity. I do hope to improve in the next round on those items um, of emphasis. Um, Hitman. Found paper. Hitman. Not sure what that means. Cosmic timing. Right. Oh. Um, right instinct, wrong time. I do believe I am learning that life with my mother has in many ways been, I've had the right instinct and I've had the wrong timing. And I think I've always wondered why. And I might have figured that out. I'm putting that on this tape so that I can use that as part of what I'm working on in volume three. And I mean, that's recent. Because ultimately... Do I need some support here? Yeah, I do need some support because um, I don't want to expose and make vulnerable people around me in a way that creates even more disruption. And I don't know that I haven't done that. So I need some support from my family in this moment to, uh, to pull me back if I'm in any way threatening to create chaos for them. And if, if they are... If that is a worry, if that is a concern, if that is something that is legitimate, well, that will be unexpected and dealt with in real time exactly the way it will need to be dealt with, which is to prioritize my family first and my initiative here as a complementary element of giving my family the love they've always given me. All right. Lottery winners prove I'm right about money. Yeah, they do. I think I should save that for a bigger discussion. I don't want to get into all that right now, but the people who win the lottery and find themselves in a position of 10 years later worse off than they were, that story is way too common. And that, if anything, proves chasing money is not a value that will ever bring you happiness. All right. Um, I'm going to finish this panel with my coworker. Walk oh, my coworker walked by this afternoon. I said hi. My ex coworker. She was always sweet. I like her. Porphyria, thank you. You are a nice lady to work with. Okay, I do think my father is my untapped support um, resource that uh, has been waiting for me to get my shit together enough that we could be Batman and Robin, or if not that, maybe Tom and Jerry. So, look out, Dad. I do believe you and I are going to be ascending together here for a year or two. And my mom's uh, relationship definition has always been one of support but i do believe that the shoe is on the other foot i believe it's my turn to support her i do believe that um i can help my sister in um the future i'm still optimistic there and i do believe jim's um the innocent one watching us all cycle in and out of our craziness and deserves to be recognized for his role as the mediator of a family of 
fun personalities to mix up. But I just wanted to make sure that I got that all out at the end here. Uh, I do... Uh, the work thing was a monkey wrench. Yes, it was, but one that had to happen. Yes, it was. I do believe now that I see the value that this time gave me to get this done right. So it was a monkey wrench. But I think the monkey wrench was me going there in the first place. Certainly the swirling uh, nature of influence got more chaotic as soon as I started. And they were pissed. So screw them. They aren't pissed now. They don't even show up. All right, Carolina Doberman. I forgot to say that when my ex-girlfriend um, was found me on the couch with another woman, well, that other woman didn't have such a great day that day either. So... Carolina Doberman, not to be confused with Carolina Cool. Carolina Doberman, I have never been able to say to you that you were a huge influence in my life in a way you don't even know. And that regret of that day has never been apologized for. So I have never, ever thought anything other than I miss you. But that day was terrible so that was all my fault and you certainly suffered as much as anybody but more than anything carry also you about 75 apologies so there's number two okay uh the surveillance no longer bothers me yep doesn't bother me come see me i think you're crazy to want to listen to anything i'm doing but i could care less that you do this just makes me feel sorry for you all right um okay and i I speak of drunk driving and trying to encapsulate what I think it is. It's treachery against humanity to quantify it properly. And I can hear the response. Well, it is illegal. Okay, yeah, it is illegal. But it's worse than that. So what that it's illegal? It's finally maybe even illegal enough that it's illegal the way it should be illegal. The, it, when, I, when I was born, it was legal. You could be drinking a beer at the stoplight next to two police officers on your left and right and shout out your window in slurring speech and they would not have done anything to you so then over time it has gotten to the point where it is today where 0.5 depending on your area 0.08 0.05 are now the limits at which you are culpable for your actions on the road in other words you basically can't have more than one glass of any uh, minimal alcoholic beverage wine beer whatever and drive if you have more than one and you weigh uh more less than 285 pounds well you are now illegal and it should have been it should be a zero tolerance policy the fact that there's even a slippery line on which you have to judge if you think you're there or not is bullshit it's yes or no this should be black or white but the morality of it is different because I have to take every successful, I've only had two beers drive home, as seriously as I take the one that ended with a lot more people involved that didn't need to be, never deserved to be, and in retrospect, are just one karmic feather away from becoming the worst possible outcome in my life journey I could imagine. So the morality of it to me is that that shows 
the kind of disregard for the life you're trying to enable for yourself because I've just become a streaking comet sailing through the solar system with the sort of disregard of, well, if I hit one of these planets, it's going to be a long winter. Well, no, I refuse to be that comet because my morality found the centeredness that that activity was defying and it will no longer tolerate that sort of disregard for those around me. That, well, yeah, it should be illegal, but the law is irrelevant. Um, okay, that might be it. Oh, nope, I've got some stuff I wrote on the margins. There is a, oh, there is a benefit to episodic format, and that is that I think some of these later episodes are easier to digest in a one-off format. So while I tell you to listen to all 106 if you're going to criticize me, that's fine. But if you are just going to grab one episode, like 103, and get something out of it, I think you have a better chance grabbing something at the top of the queue right now than you do going all the way back to 101. Or, I'm sorry, to one, and listen to all of them. So, if I were to tell my cousins who wanted to only listen to a few, I would say listen to whatever of the last 20 sound interesting, and then let's have a conversation. So, if anybody is sort of be bopping around in that rhythm yeah let's have a conversation what do you want to tell me i'm crazy about just don't tell me that you don't have room to accept the dialogue back and forth i'm always open to whatever criticism is coming my way that will help me be better so that you don't need to listen to all 106 episodes if you want to tell me that i am full of general shit and a piece of universal excrement to be scraped off your shoe then i want you to listen to all 106 Okay, it's time to get a job, yep, it's time to work out, yep, it's time to do yard work, <laughs> yep, it is time to do gardening, yes, I'm going to do some gardening this year, don't know about the lemonade and Wheel of Fortune, but gardening, yes, uh, it is time to love my dog, yes, it is time to love my cat, almost as much, time to help my parents, it is time to be okay with myself, and it's time to hope the best for Lily. It is time to, um, I guess that's it, because the next one say, um, I said that kids are not a huge regret anymore, but they are a regret. They will always be a regret that I don't have little ones to have experienced the joy of that whole wow. But again, had I been in a situation where my kids hate me because I was a douchebag, and deservedly so, was not be given the chance to try to integrate my life with them in it, I would, I don't know if I'd have made it. So, maybe the truth of the matter is that I was never the right mix of stability to bounce far enough into responsibility and accountability to be a father or a husband. I'm actually okay with that. For the first time ever, that is not a path that feels like a path lost. Because for once, I have energy to move forward. When all you have to do is think that you can't do anything reasonable or rewarding with your next four hours of life because of all of the mistakes you made to get to the life that is now four hours of your next life, 
Well, yeah, then you'll always just think, Why wouldn't I, Dad? Why couldn't I have got my shit together for a call? Why couldn't I have just not been such a... Right? But once you have purpose, destiny, and direction, well, it seems like I would be a totally different person without all of this motivation and momentum. Had I been told by Paisley that she was going to decide to carry a baby and we needed to get married in the next month and a half. Okay. Maybe I would. But where I'm at, feels like I earned it, I'm proud of it, and I'm moving forward with gusto. So that's how kids are just a regret not having them. Is a regret, not a huge regret, and it will always be a regret. And I, my, my regrets fluctuate. What I regretted 10 years ago is different than what I regret today, both in intensity and, and uh, order, order of regret. And some regrets have emerged that I didn't even know I regretted until I started realizing I had come to feel a loss for that, like trust in my, um, in my media. That's a regret, but one I didn't have 10 years ago that I probably should have but didn't realize was there. So, again, these are things that if you're, if you're ever looking to do anything other than just get a read on how your current state of overall uh, integration is going and improving those things that you have even slight opportunity to try and let the other ones go when you realize that you're just in the swirl of overwhelming circumstance that you can do nothing about. Well, I don't know. That stuff would drive me crazy if I wasn't at least leveling it out. But, you know, leveling out the Sims universe when you try to, like, create all areas that you can then cultivate for, like, making things better, ah, that is hard leveling out, too. And why is that so hard? I always wondered why I couldn't, you know, be totally immersed in the Sims. Well, it's because the design tools and all the construction tools and all that little, like, tractor, yeah, that stuff's crazy. Maybe it got better with Minecraft, but that is when video games jumped my shark and I said, oh, well, glad I don't have to give 400 hours of my life to that. All right, on to anything else that might found, oh, found paper. Oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. Okay, so I go down to, all right, this is a good place to stop because I need to talk to both my parents at the end here. Am I leaving anything out before I do this one? Because this will be the end. Oh, I also need to clean up my computers. Put that top of that list. Um, okay. Completely grossed out, but a little bit impressed. Yes. You know, I think if ever there was a true headstone uh, epitaph, it would be completely grossed out, but a little bit impressed. I think that is right now about how the best I can describe what I'm trying to leave people with. You might be completely grossed out, but there's a little bit of you that's still impressed. All right. The, okay, yep, I already did that one. All right, I really do think I'm down to this. All right. So I went, I went down to the courts today because um, I wanted to see if I could get on the tennis courts with my dad. I do want to play as much tennis with my dad as I possibly can in this season. And I do not want to see that be a physical setback, so that may be limited in how much encouragement I can give him. But I do not know how much more um, tennis life, uh, good tennis life my dad has in him. So I'm going to max out the moments that are left. And that could be five more good years of tennis or five weeks or five months or five hours. But it will be important to me that it's appreciative from 
my point of view that he knows how grateful I was that I got a lifetime of competitive tennis as an avenue to spend quality time with my dad. And so I go down to the courts and it's been snowing. So there's ice. It's just, uh, with the sun and the, and the weather, you just never know what the court condition is. So I go down there expecting to find something, um, you know, not playable. And I do, but it's, it's to the point where it's like, okay, well, if we wanted to just clear these courts off, well, they'd be playable tomorrow. And, um, and it's, it's strange. Like I, I, I was 100% just going to do it because I, I've been down to those courts when I have recognized that somebody else had cleared them off. And I'm not saying that I ever jumped in front of somebody who had done work to clear off courts, to play on courts. They just cleared off. No, but I can tell that whoever was down here this morning, yesterday, whatever, with a broom is the only reason that I'm able to play these courts now because the tennis community that congregates at the eight public courts six blocks from my house is intense. They care. If there's a window in which maybe there will be eight hours of tennis in a otherwise six-week no-tennis uh, blizzard, those eight hours, you are going to be waiting for a court because, damn it, we've been waiting for all these three weeks to get on these courts. So I'm not surprised when anybody has contributed to making them playable in adverse conditions. I've done this myself one or two times. But I've never just done it because I had nothing better to do and it would be good for the community. I did it because A, I had to practice, or B, uh, something was coming up, or, you know, I never just did it because I was a good dude. Well, today, I was going to do it because I was a good dude. And so was my dad. Until we found out that, in fact, tomorrow, well, starting, well, what time is it? Oh, look, it's two in the morning. Oh, my God, I've talked for two hours. Okay, I need to stop. I said I would, but let me finish the story. So, it turns out that it probably is already 17 degrees or whatever, and it's going to be cold as hell tomorrow morning. And it just, it, it didn't make sense, even though today it was 60 degrees. And that's, I didn't even look. I just figured, well, if it's this nice today, it's going to be this nice tomorrow. But the reason I'm telling you all this is because I had gone down to the courts just to take a look to see that I was right. But once I started thinking about what really needed to happen, well, where did it end up? it ended up with me and my dad in a position to do something good. And I know that that's where my life is heading and hang on. I need to pause so I can cough that out. Just when I said I wouldn't take any more buckets, that's the last one I promised. Okay. The recording's only one forty nine because of my uh, pauses. That's good. I will keep this under two hours. So I, uh, <coughs> I, I'm getting, you know, one of the things that he and I do not do well is communicate via text or any other, uh, anything other than face-to-face. -face. So since I'm only a mile from their house when I'm down there, I'm like, I'm coming up. As I'm riding up there, I realize, oh my God, these pants I'm wearing, I've had on for three days, four days, four days, three days, something. They're gross. The sweatshirt I'm wearing is grosser. And I'm going to my parents' house thinking, oh God. I mean, I could not look like I am less equipped to make it through the day without somebody needing to hand me a bib than I do. So, what? 
my parents don't see me for anything other than who I am now. And today proved it. Because on a day when I was ready to, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was ready to, um, to once again feel like I was um, forcing things or just not allowing the world to sync with my rhythm, well, that's when it hit me that everything that has happened since I walked out that door has been synced with my rhythm, including today, when I got a little friction for my mom unexpectedly, friendship for my dad unexpectedly, the friendship for my dad sustained me through the afternoon while my mom friction dissolved immediately, and then she apologized for the friction, because I think for once, um, I am there in a capacity to not cause them concern. And if there was anything that I would have said at the end of volume two, can I at least have processed my own current trials and tribulations? Not to be, go all biblical, so let's go with puddles and muddy shoe footprints to clean up that I've left all over the house. If I have finally eased the burden of their concern that their, their firecracker of a son is finally not going to just blow up and leave no trace of sanity among him, well, that is a 40-year journey back to being the grease in the engine that helps make it all go smoother. And yeah, I know I'm throwing some monkey wrenches myself, but not because I don't... It isn't to create chaos, to make others suffer, or to in any way do anything but move all of us forward into a light that I don't think is shining at the moment. So, before any of that can happen though, I gotta go clean up my computer, because that's first. Get a job, because that's really first. Work out, because that's overdue first. Yard work gardening. Yep, every warm day I gotta get out there and do some yard work. Love my dog, love my cat, help my parents. Be okay to myself. And remember that I don't deserve anything more than anybody else. But if I work hard, if I stay true to myself, and I believe in the rest of you with the faith, understanding, and kindness you deserve, well, I think this world, let's just say that I think wherever I look, I see so much unfulfilled potential that if we're getting our mid-season report card, it has to say there is room for improvement, but the signals and the effort indicated thus far in the project say, well, we expect great things. 
from all of you. Yay, me.